Welcome to the New Work and New Organization podcast hosted by the Planet and Partner Think Tank. I am Helena Planet, and I would like to welcome our guest Christoph Miley, who is an experienced executive and entrepreneur, having worked from a managerial point of view with various highly innovative technologies. Today, Christoph, you are an account executive and sales manager at UiPath company that provides AI-powered enterprise automation technology across functional areas. And we will be speaking about how does AI reshape organizations and careers. Thank you very much, Helena. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be back with you and uh, to be on this podcast. So I'm really looking forward to this. And I think the topic uh, that you came up with, AI, how is AI reshaping organizations and areas and maybe also careers? Yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I look forward as well. And uh, I would like to welcome you also on behalf of my co-host, Campbell, our mascot. And uh, as you know, he's an advocate of a long-term view. And we will come to that in the later questions. But let's start with the past. How did you become involved with AI in organization? Yeah, how how did I get involved with AI in organizations? It's almost, it's maybe almost the other way around. How do you today not get involved with AI in organizations? But more seriously, my background is has really been in the two all the time. So AI, I come from a data background. And actually, I think you you, uh, you too, Helen, I think you studied physics as well at some point yes. uh, in time. I studied physics too. And uh, when you do when you do physics, maths, that sort of thing, you're interested in data, but you're also interested in in models. How can you put the data together? And out of all that information, out of all these numbers, what can you extract out of it? That's one thing. The other thing that's always interested me is really the organizational uh, aspect. After physics in Zurich, I went on to Paris and uh, studied political science. I didn't want to become a, a politician, but I wanted to understand how humans interact. How do humans pick? What makes crowds and, and individuals do certain things? And what are the differences between the crowds and individuals? So that's more the, the organizational side. And I've always been in, in data. As you said, I, I worked in, in different organizations. I started my career at Procter & Gamble, the company, the fast-moving consumer goods company. That's uh, behind Ariel, Leno, uh, Pampers, uh, Always, all these products. And I was working in processes, process optimization, and IT. Then I went on to work for Hewlett Packard, for over 10 years uh, across Europe in, in, in a number of jobs. And data became more and more and more important. So that's that's a bit my background. We are both physicists, as you said. That's a common starting point and shared interest in organizational development. So what are the points, and you did touch on it already in part, that you are particularly passionate about in this area? Yeah, particularly particularly passionate. It's, it's really these two things. It's, it's people 
on the one hand, and that's why I love my my current job because my current job is is probably a position in in business in management where you're the closest to other people in a good way in a bad way uh, sometimes because there is friction that you need to manage and as as a sales uh, sales manager managing global accounts so very complex teams of stakeholders on the other side i'm passionate about that and at the same time there's one thing i hate which is repetitions work that does not have an added value or that i think a machine uh, could do so i really don't like that which I turn into a positive, which leads me to uh, working with tools. Um, you know, a few years ago, uh, the best thing we had was uh, was Excel or or maybe PowerPoint, Word, uh, these things. And now you have all the tools around AI that are starting to be available to us. And I think that that combination, people, what makes people tick, how can I interact with people in my day-to-day life? How can the tools make my life ultimately easier so that we get to do the more interesting things like, like meeting people, sharing information, doing the stuff that we're doing now, for example, discussing creatively, trying to move forward. Those are the things that I'm pretty passionate about, I guess. Can you give an example how AI can automate processes? Yeah, we had an interesting case. I'm going to take a case of beginning of the year when there was a, a war in Eastern Europe in uh, in the Ukraine, and the um, International Committee of the Red Cross started to collect funds, and interestingly enough, for both sides, and they had a rush of donations thousands tens of thousands of small donations you know five francs ten maybe 50 francs that had to be managed so the money had to be taken out and allocated to the right accounts internally and they didn't have the manpower to handle all of that so suddenly you have this inflow of information of things in this case donations how do you manage that efficiently and fast because you want to send it back to the field then use that money that comes in well thanks to a few robots automation we were able or the icrc the international committee of the red cross the icrc was able to handle all these donations extremely fast within a few weeks and then their people were able to take care of the logistics not of spending months at collecting the the funds from the various banks. Impressive and uh, a beautiful example. It is. That's why talking about that example, it's it's really one of the examples that touched us uh, all in the team. And of course, you can imagine then that starting with an example like that, every task that you need to repeat can be automated in a way like that. And the really interesting thing with AI, and I guess we'll be talking a bit uh, about it, is it's not only repetitive tasks, but you can also start to be a bit creative 
with uh, with AI. And that's a new thing. And that leads me to the next question. You, what we are talking now about is what is possible today. But now I have a question from Campbell, as he is interested <laughs> in the long-term view. Uh, how do you see the, the long-term development and impact? Wow, that's a bit like asking uh, me to predict the future, right? <laughs> Look into the crystal ball. When you read uh, what's what's happening around AI these days, you have a couple of extremes. One extreme is, uh, in the worst case, humanity is made redundant. AI will conquer the world and humans will not really be needed anymore. And there are some really serious people advocating that possibility and saying, look, humanity, you need to watch out about what you're doing with AI. So that's one extreme. The other extreme is, oh, but AI will help us solve all of the world's problems. It's going to solve uh, climate change. It's going to help us develop new drugs for, for all forms of cancer. It's going to help us all live longer. And between these two extremes is reality, which I think is going to be much more mundane, much more down to earth. I also think that we already see a lot of the things that AI can do today. I'm thinking about social media on the, the one hand. I don't think that we see enough of what AI can do in organizations, in businesses, uh, for us knowledge workers. Thank you for this overview. It's indeed a, a big field and many exciting possibilities, difficult to say where it's going. Perhaps uh, returning to the present, what would be your main bullet points, concrete bullet points of advice to business today for implementing AI in their processes? Yeah, that's a super, super tangible and super important thing too, because the first thing I would say to a business manager or even, even to an employee in a business is, look, if you're not looking at what AI can do for you, your competitor is definitely doing that. Let me give you um, an example. I was talking to a friend the other day. He and his wife have a small business of importing biodegradable let's say cutlery and, and plates and cups for restaurants here in Switzerland. And they were telling me that the two of them are growing the business and growing, growing year over year. And then I asked them, oh, wow, so how many employees do you have today? And they said, oh, well, in addition to us, we have just one. Like, yeah, but the three of you, how can you keep on growing? And the answer is they've automated absolutely everything. It goes from the pallets that they receive from China. The pallets are now labeled with code bars so that the one employee can very quickly capture all that's happening. It goes into the CRM system. The CRM system tells them immediately, where does this have to go? And everything is done automatically. The person does not touch Excel or email or anything like that. Look at the marketing activities 
their marketing activities. At the very beginning, they used to take pictures, photographs of the new products coming in. Now they've digitized it completely. And depending on the size that comes in, before they even see the products, they have a virtual image of it. And then take the logos that they put on the boxes or for newsletters. They don't have to take pictures of a meal in the plate anymore. They can just use ChatGPT, DALI, and tell DALI, look, I want to have a curry in the plate with a bit of red, a bit of green. The image is done in five seconds, literally. So the three of them, with all this IT in a business that, you know, you don't think about AI, about automation, when you sell plates to uh, fast food restaurants or street food trucks, but they do, and because of that, they can grow, grow, grow without having to add uh, human uh, resources or employees to it. So if you're not thinking about how to use AI, your competitors are, and they're growing more efficiently and faster than you are. That's the very, very first thing. Be aware of that one thing. Impressive again, and yes, I agree 100%. Question in addition, perhaps, your example is of services involving tangible goods. Yes. What about services like management consulting? Oh, yeah. You know, 10, 15 years ago, I, I remember reading something about, uh, it was sort of a joke. Who is the biggest competitor for consulting firms today? And at the time, the answer was Google, Google search. Because you could search for anything, search for a PowerPoint presentation, giving you the market size of, I don't know, importation of uh, seafood in Switzerland. You could find it online. No need to have three junior consultants uh, do a lot of research uh, for weeks. That has completely exploded today. So every research uh, work can be accelerated tremendously thanks to the uh, LLMs, so the large language models, such as uh, ChatGPT, of course, but also BARD uh, from Google, Llama from uh, Facebook. So we have a number of these models that are out there available for free. And uh, that consultants at every level can use. Now, of course, you have a lot of risks associated to their usage. Thank you for this uh, insight. So, yes, there are many exciting opportunities. Is there one more thing you would like to emphasize at the end? Two things, maybe, if, if, if I may. The first thing is about enthusiasm. Really try it out. Try it out. Go on the, on the free websites for, uh, for uh, let's say, ChatGPT, Supra, the OpenAI slash Microsoft uh, platform, for example, or BARD at, at Google. Try them out. That is the single best thing that you can do as, uh, as an individual. And start to use it for, let's say, non-business critical topics. Get information out there. 
a fun thing to do is uh, pretend that you're one of your own customers looking for the service you are providing and type in chat gpt hey chat gpt or in bard hey who are the best providers of this service in switzerland and start to have a discussion and you will see what people have been writing about in the past because that's what it's about about your service so you almost get a fresh view over what your customers are looking for that's one thing now with that the second thing i would like to to uh, our listeners to to think about is whatever you enter in those uh, large language models is stored somewhere and it's used by the machine it is called machine learning for something after all it will be used for the machine to provide the next answers to maybe your own competitors so whatever you enter in those systems goes to the public you're making your, that information public so never enter your own pricing information or trade secrets or whatever just always keep in mind this uh, like i was saying you know with the crystal ball with the two extremes you have a lot of possibilities that's the enthusiasm part and you do have some risks so always be conscious that whatever you share will be used thank you that is valuable advice and uh, so we are coming to the to the end already uh, wow that was fast um, it was a great pleasure to have you and thank you for sharing with our audience many thanks hey thank you helena really a pleasure and um yeah let's let's catch up soon because the the world is changing so fast in ai i'm sure in a couple of years everything will be again completely new